We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 156. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the I wish it would snow version. We got a lot to talk about. Do you really? I'm good. <laughs> I thought we had our snow. Remember when we had like a couple of inches of snow? Well, that wasn't a snowstorm, so apparently no. you have to get a snowstorm. Y- yeah, yeah. The the models a bit. Uh, boy, where do we start? I figured I didn't put much on the the uh, the first part of the the outline because I figured we could just talk about it. We got us a a winter storm that's headed this way, but there's been a lot of chatter and talk about how much snow. Where is this going to go? Um, I do want to say off the bat, I, I, I really think this is going to happen. I said, but a couple of years ago, we had a snowstorm and, well, we didn't have a snowstorm. We had this system that's moving off the uh, western coast and it went down yeah. towards uh, California and it was Prague to move on shore and everybody was forecasting 15 inches and guess what it never came on shore we got nothing yep that was such a bust and uh i don't think that's going to happen this time because i just read the uh forecast discussion and the forecast discussion said that the storm is now on shore it came on shore this afternoon so now now if i recall in all fairness that storm wasn't as widespread it was it was one of those storms that you were going to get a lot if you were right in the path, but just a few miles on each side, just it tapered off so much. But this is a little more wider area that we're looking at. This is very broad, yeah. And uh, was it yesterday that the Oklahoma City uh, decided to plop a winter storm warning for like the western half of Oklahoma or something? Yeah, they. Well, they started out with a watch. And then they popped up winter storm warning, and Tulsa popped up their winter storm warning this afternoon. Okay, that's right. So now Miami. All right, so now I'm looking at the wow. I'm looking at the national view right now. The western two thirds. Okay, that can't be, Corey. That can't be right because it has northeast Oklahoma in a winter storm watch. That is not right. Well, I'm gonna. I. I you say that. And I have an answer for you. Okay, what? Because I'm your trusty old sidekick. Yes. And yeah, yeah, I heard you talking about me on the radio today, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway, today I noticed a little blurb on the national uh, alerts map 
from the National Weather Service it says our web pages are undergoing maintenance, which may result in the display of old data. Ah. This message will be removed once maintenance gets complete. Now that's been going on and off all day long. Okay. So that may be your problem there. Right, because if I go to the local office, then it says, huh, winter storm warning all over the place. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, almost the entire state of Oklahoma is under a winter storm warning. Wow. Well, yeah, and uh, I think uh, I think they'll migrate over here towards us before, before it's all over. Because, yeah, I mean, well... Uh, now, Arkansas is under a winter storm watch for, uh, right. okay, but northwest Arkansas, I noticed when the Tulsa office, they said that northwest Arkansas, the winter storm watch is out for five to seven inches of snow, uh, you know, in bitterly cold. Now, when you get over to the Little Rock side, which is the Harrison, and on eastward, they say two to four inches of snow, but one of those inches could be sleet. Huh. Yeah. In that, in that weird. Um, so anyway, with all that, we in southern Missouri, like the, the bottom two tiers of counties in southern Missouri, are not under any type of watch warning or advisory. Okay, so uh, I, I'm going to say we are recording this Friday the 12th. Uh, it's about 5 o'clock right now. The AFD, or the Area Forecast Discussion, came out about 3.30. Now, I want to read part of this because we've had a lot of questions on our Facebook page. It's like, okay, well, why is, you know, everybody else is like winter storms and snow and 15 inches, but, you know, there's nothing here. It's like, I don't understand. Well, you know, I kind of quelled that. But here's a paragraph, and I made this post uh, about 30 minutes ago. This is a paragraph from the AFD. Okay, so the AFD says, while a winter weather advisory will almost certainly be needed, Probabilities for a 6-inch-plus snowfall look fairly low, only like in a 10% to 30% range at this point. We have therefore elected to not issue a winter storm watch. In addition to the low probabilities for a 6-inch-plus snowfall, this system also does not fit the the conceptual model of a typical heavy snow event across the Missouri Ozarks. Key features, such as the surface... 850 millibars and 700 millibars lows look as if they may track too far south. Nevertheless, continue to keep up with the forecast as the main system has just now made it onshore. So it came onshore this afternoon uh, and tweaks to the snowfall amounts are still possible. So that's why, that is why that they're not issuing anything right right now. They're going to watch. So definitely, they're saying definitely winter weather advisory. So that, yeah. that's going to happen. And the current snowfall from them, it says three to six inches widespread southwest Missouri. So this brings me to this. Which three to six inches for us is still, to me, a winter storm warning situation. Six yeah. inches, well, five inches. Isn't, isn't over four considered the warning? I'm not sure. We, we've had this discussion before. Depends on what, depends on what mood they're in. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's smart. Uh, And the other thing I want to talk about is this snow coming in. um, I mean, okay, well, first, let me back up. Arctic air is here. We are not going to get above freezing until possibly next Friday. Yeah. I looked at the extended forecast. 
The projected high for next Friday for Branson is 36 degrees. That's the first time in, what, 10, 12 days we're going to be above the freezing mark. And that's that's not cool. Actually, it is very cool. It's, it's very it's cold. It's cold. It's not cool. It's cold. Um, today, we've been, you know, I, I traveled over to Oklahoma, and the average temperature on my car was between 12 and 15 degrees the entire way. Wow. And roads okay? And the roads were fine. Okay. I mean, the, there were some areas of uh, ice in the trees. It was neat, neat to look at. It was pretty. But the roads were okay. Uh, I figured. But, you know. But sidewalks and side roads and everything are still covered in a lot of places. So. Well, we're to that point where the chemicals stop working. We're that cold. Oh, yeah. So, it only works down to, like, what, 10 or something? I mean, the harshest well, or something? Uh, some of it is not even that cold. It's 20. Oh, okay. 15, 20. You got to be careful. And, uh, you know, we've been in the 20s for quite a while, a few days now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be dropping into the teens. We're going to be dropping into the single digits. We're going to have maybe worse wind chills. You really, really got to think about those pipes. Yes. Yes, definitely. My mother has got the light on in her well, and I don't think she's turned it off in like four or five days. You know yeah. what? I, I, I came across an article today or saw it on Facebook where you got to be careful putting a light to heat something up these days. Do you know why? Why? Because a lot of the lights for sale now, people don't even think about it, are LED lights that don't put off any heat. Right. We're very aware of that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Karen, uh, my wife, was so freaked out about, I don't like these new bulbs. Now, this is back when the curly cues came in, which I don't oh, like yeah. the curly cues. So she had me go out and hoard, hoard. 100-watt bulbs, 75-watt bulbs. I didn't bulbs. like them either. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But but no, I know what you mean, the LEDs. So we found a bulb, and uh, Mom said, I think this is the—I mean, I don't use them anymore, so I give them all to her. So in the well, she has a 100-watt and a 60-watt. In case one of them goes out, you'll have the other one there, uh-huh. and f- it keeps it fine. But <laughs> she said, now, I think this is the one that, that gets hot. And so I said, well— Where's a lamp? So I plugged it in a lamp and I turned it on and I could not touch it because it was so hot. And I said, this is the, the hot one. <laughs> so, so it's in there. No, I totally know what you mean. That's true because the LEDs, like the ones behind me, which the podcasters can't see in the Pinta lamp. It's not an Octa lamp. It's a Pinta lamp. Okay. It only has five, five bulbs in it. Um, I can go right now and just unscrew them and be fine. Right. LEDs. And but 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 those regular old light bulbs they're becoming more hard to find and in the future they may be gone. Everything's going LED these days. Do so. they still even make the regular incandescents? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Wow. I, I would assume they make some special type of bulb you can buy for, for to, that puts out heat. Well, uh, yeah, like a heat lamp bulb. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah. Oh, I should have thought of that because yeah. Well, the heat, if we put a heat lamp bulb out there, that because it's an insulated well. <laughs> uh, get too hot. It may get too hot. She may have boiling water coming yeah. out. There. Well, uh, no, good point. Uh, but yeah, we need to. Uh, when we get temperatures down in the single digits, like two degrees, five degrees, or below, yeah, we're going to have to start thinking about, you know, especially the older houses. Or, you know, drip your, drip your faucets just a little bit, a stream going on. Um, I think houses like mine, mine's only 20 years old, and I've never had problems with, with, 
you know, it's great insulated and I keep it warm in here, as you guys probably know. So, but yeah, older houses. And here's a big one too. Don't ignore your pets, please. Don't mm-hmm. ignore your pets. You know, I, I saw a meme or an article or something that says, you know, when it's real cold, go outside and sit with your pet for about five minutes and see if you want to stay out here all the time. You know, <laughs> I would guarantee you don't. Well, we're already past that threshold. They should be take, either well taken care of and insulated or just inside yeah. somewhere. I'm not I'm not sure what they do about livestock. You know, I see like cattle and stuff. I mean. Uh, they stay in the field. Yeah, I mean. They have special coats. Like they're, they build up hair. Now horses, they have coats for horses. Oh. They do, but horses actually make a coat and their hair stands up on end and that's what keeps them warm. Oh. You have to be careful with coats because if you put that coat on them, it keeps their hair flat. Oh. And their hair can't stand up, which is what keeps them warm that, okay that makes sense so so Most people of the time are, yeah they're, they're trying to help by putting this coat on the horse like no the horse knows how to do this but yeah i mean they're meant to be they were made to be outdoor things they lived in the wild and cows stay out in the field and they just gather up and they grow a thicker coat well and also yeah and it, mother nature knows nature knows when stuff's going to happen you know, you could, that's why you can kind of almost forecast a rainstorm or a thunderstorm before it even gets here because you'll see the cows kind of start getting together underneath a tree, which is not good for lightning. Um, uh, what's that uh, thing where birds go and sit on the power lines where they're all lined up on the power lines before it rains or something? It's weird. I hadn't heard that one. Oh, really? I just thought they like to sit on power lines. No, it has something to do with weather. Okay, Mom, I know you're listening to this. Tell tell me what that is, and we'll research. We should have a, a podcast special on that, all because we did the winter myths and stuff. So, we did that. Anyway, let me circle back around. Uh, Arctic air is here. The good thing with this snow system, we're not going to have ice with it. I said that on the radio. By the way, I was on the radio, KRZK 106.3, with Greg Pyron and Scott McCauley. And they are wonderful guys and had a blast talking about the winter storm. But we were talking about being so cold that this is going to be a different kind of snow. And Very much so. We're going to talk about what's called a snow ratio. Shara, do you remember what a snow ratio is? I don't think so. <laughs> well, it was a weather word of the, the week a long time ago. Is that like ago. a duration? Uh, no, we like durations, though. <laughs> no, a snow ratio is basically the quality of the snowflake. That's what it is. Uh, and it's like the moisture, like how much is yeah, yeah, like wet water and right. It's it's a snow to basically rain ratio. It's say you have a ten to one snow to rainfall. You're gonna have Liquid. ten inches of snow for one inch of you know liquid precipitation right and it's a type of the snowflake it's just what we would consider our standard or average snowflake now the lower the snow ratio okay so when the temperature's right at 32 maybe 34 and it snows and you hit those big old flakes and they're half melted that's like a two to one or a three to one because they're one to one would be a raindrop you know so skiers love high snow ratios 
And this snowstorm, because it's so cold, we're going to have maybe like a 16 to 20 to 1, which means it's going to be a powdery snow and be really not good for making snowmen. Right. Uh, it's going to blow around and just be kind of wintry. Not, uh, Could I'd be good say, for sledding, though, if you pack it down. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, but it's just yeah, just gonna blow around. If you get, and there's usually smaller crystals, so you can go outside, and it'll be easy to shovel. That's the cool thing with this. So <laughs> these uh, the, the higher snow ratios are easy to shovel. You can scrape them off the car really easy. Uh, but the thing about it is, the snow is probably gonna stick around for a while because, like I said, we're not gonna get out above freezing until <laughs> like next Friday. Now our average snow. Uh, our, our ratio is 10 to 1 here in the Ozarks from uh-huh. what some reports I've read. That's about basically our average, what we normally would get. Oklahoma, I read this week, where they are more averaging an 8 to 1 over there. Mm. So it's going to be a lot drier than we've had in quite some time, really. Yeah. Powderier. Not as wet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get a 5 to 1, 8 to 1... That's perfect snowball, snowman making snow, because mm-hmm. you got that moisture content in there. But the higher you get, yeah, you might as well just get your skis out and go to the, go to the slopes. <laughs> and uh, like I said, we, we to to slash the hypers again. Corey, you and I both have seen these hypers take a one GFS model two or three days ago, fifteen inches. Wow, it's so much across, and there's one snow guy that's down south, which I will keep uh, nameless at this point, was talking, just really hyping big, big, big snow event. Now, it could get kind of that way in uh, Oklahoma and Arkansas, but mm, I'm not seeing it in here. And the National Weather Service doesn't see it in here. So don't go, you know, because then we start getting questions well i saw on this place or this tv person said or this guy said it's going to be fit why what do you say in three why can't we you know because they don't understand we go with the professionals yeah <laughs> we're, we're we've not, already been getting comments like that today yeah and it's kind of weird i mean you you answered some i answered some uh one gal i thought was so cute she she said you know you need you know you need, need to update more and i said we are updating and she then she wrote back and said oh sorry i have a two-year-old that keeps turning her phone off <laughs> so she wasn't getting us our update so so that's mm. all rectified now i'm sure you guys have no idea you know to experience a two-year-old turning no off your idea phone what that's like <laughs> As I stare at my blank home screen on my phone because all of my apps have disappeared. Oh, oh no. Oh, that would be ungood. <laughs> okay, well, I want to back up. We've had something which I call frizzle, uh, freezing drizzle, that has just been persistent. I mean, day after day after day. Of freezing drizzle and a winter weather advisory and and uh, icy everything and and like you said, Shara, the trees glistening and mailboxes glistening and children listening. Wait, no, that's a Christmas song. Never mind. Wrong holiday. You're wrong holiday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and but the roads seemed fine. You got you said the main roads are fine. The I, main roads are good. Yeah, I went out in Branson on the main roads and they were dry, so I had no problems there. Um, Driving to the to the radio station, and then driving to um, 
Where'd I go? Roads, Price Chopper. I couldn't even think of the name of it. Uh, parking lots were fine or whatever. But I did hear that some of those side roads are eh, still kind of dicey. Some side roads are still covered. And I had some friends posting yesterday. They still can't get out of their neighborhoods. Like their roads still? haven't been touched. Oh, man. Well, I mean, are they real county, real, really rural out there? No, these were residential neighborhoods. But really? They were just, like I said, they don't go through the residential neighborhoods. They're ones that were kind of off to themselves. But even, if, I went to Walmart earlier today, and there's even places in the parking lot that you still have to be careful. Oh. That they haven't cleared all the parking lot. There's certain spaces quarter out towards the, out further out that are oh. still covered in ice. So Right. Yeah, I, I and I know people need to go out. Uh, you got to get groceries. Some people have to work. I mean, I totally get that, you know. Well, and, now we got to prepare for a snowstorm. Uh, yeah, I, I got that, and I, I got some bread. I got some milk. I got my eggs. I've got everything. And I, I was kind of freaking out because I thought, you know, I don't want this to be like a huge, I mean— I like a lot of snow, <laughs> but I wasn't really wasn't anticipating like a foot of snow, and you know three to six I can do three to six. Uh, plows that come around, they'll clear everything out. We'll be fine. But I don't. This foot of snow is. Mm, I but I'd rather have that than ice. Even this, oh, yeah. even the frizzle. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have this snow. And it's been flurrying. It's just been crazy around here. Um, I heard on the TV the other day. Uh, I don't. I haven't verified this, but it sounds it sounds right that we are now in the ninth longest stretch of below freezing days. In other words, it's it's the ninth. What am I thinking of? It's it's the we're ninth place. <laughs> so there's yeah. eight there's eight other time periods. It's been longer below below freezing. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember a year. And I remember, I mean, I worked here in Branson at the hospital, and I remember for a couple of weeks, it was below freezing, and, like, we got used to it, you know, like, it was so cold, and I remember going out to my car after work some days, and it would be six or eight, and I I remember it stayed that way for a long time to where, like, we truly got used to it, it didn't feel that cold, to when, when we finally warmed up to, like, 30 like it felt warm. It was like heat. Well, wave. that's what it's going to be like here next week when it gets up to thirty six. Hopefully, yeah. Because since then we've had mild winters. Now I think this is probably the coolest winter we've had in quite some time. Well, and it and it, and it was actually not that bad in December, January, and then February yeah. comes along, boom. And that's why I was telling Greg and Scott today on the radio. I said, I, I mean, this is typical winter. We're not used to this. This it is, hurts to walk outside. Oh my gosh, yes. And it instantly hits you. You cannot, I mean, any skin showing hurts. I had to get gas today and I about froze. I, I did too. It was cold. I, I did too. Well, I put, like going to my car in the morning at work, I mean, when it's been sitting there oh. for 14 hours, it I, takes it a while to warm up. And you, I mean, I was shivering so hard just walking to the car that it was painful. Like, I mean, and you couldn't stop it. Like you can't. It's like my body was just shivering so hard. Oh. I didn't have enough layers on, but it took a while to warm up. But oh my gosh! Of course, all the there was people I work with that have the app on their phone. They were just starting their car up from oh, inside. Yeah. Thirty <laughs> minutes before, they're like, "Oh, we're thirty minutes I'm gonna start my car now." See, I'm afraid just to do that. App. I don't want to do that. That somebody break in and like steal my car. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, eh. 
But yeah, I mean, we're going to have to find an app to make it drive up under the awning and pick us up. Exactly. There you go. That's called Uber. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, well, this, I mean, they're talking about this snow starting uh, Sunday afternoon and it being light. Uh, and the, the National Weather Service talked about three phases of this. The first phase is just going to kind of be like a little light thing, probably not much accumulation. Uh, but then Sunday night, phase two is coming in. It's going to get a little bit of lift. I closed out the AFD. But they're talking about some kind of zone lift that's going to give it a little bit more uh, juice, I guess. And the phase three, which is on Monday, that's when the main storm system is going to come over. And that's when we're going to get most of the accumulation. And then it should end by like 7 o'clock. Uh, it's the forecast, I just reloaded it. Washington's birthday, Monday, snow likely. Uh, Monday night, chance of flurries. So it'll, it'll be kind of uh, calming down a little bit. Uh, then... We'll, we'll, I hope you, so. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and I hope the second one's not too bad. Well, yeah, they were talking. They were really hyping this one up. And now, and, and again, that's today's Friday. Actually, yesterday was Thursday, and that's when I kept hearing about it, for something seven days out. So I'm like, you yeah, know, I'm not right. buying anything at this point. And sure enough, today it's like, oh, okay, it's kind of backed off on the, the Wednesday storm. So uh, it says Tuesday night, chance of snow, Wednesday chances. So we could get another inch or so. The, the thing to remember is we are so cold right now. Any snow that falls is going to stick. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's not going to go anywhere for a while. And that second snowstorm sounds like it's just going to aggravate the conditions from the first storm. It's going to yeah, maybe not make things so much worse, but depending on how much we get with that first storm, it could hamper clearing roads and getting supplies. And, you know, I, I you really do need to think about, you know, have a few days of medication on hand. Yes. Make sure you're stocked up on meds. As long, and yeah, go ahead and get your bread and your milk, and just like you did. Yeah, check. <laughs> That's where I'm going to head here after the podcast. I'm going to run to the store and We're see. Join the masses. Are you going? Are you going with me? I wish you would. Join the masses of people that are <laughs> going to hoard the store right when. How was your work. grocery shopping experience? Were they busy today? Uh, not bad. No, not at all. It's pretty busy at 9 o'clock this morning. Oh, really? No, I found everything I needed. Roads, I mean, there wasn't any additional people there. I got, you know, after I finished getting the my ice cream and and all my, you know, cottage cheese and milk and stuff, I went right to a checker. I mean, there wasn't any lines or anything. I'm, I'm feeling like I, I meant to go, well, I was going to go earlier in the day, but I had to run to Oklahoma to pick up my son. He wanted to come home and... Playing the snow with us, I guess. Oh, that's right. So now <laughs> I'm going to be uh, after the five o'clock work crew is off on Friday night, and I have a feeling that that's probably not wise—a wise decision on my part. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, you're fine. I mean, road-wise, you're going to be fine. No, I'm talking about road-wise. I'm talking about crowd-wise. Yeah, crowd-wise. Because <laughs> everybody's going to be working, ready to stock up for the impending doom. Yeah, doom. Now watch yeah. it. Now th this thing is going to get sampled, right, which we talked about in the earlier. It's going to get sampled. So, and I made this post every 12, 
six to 12 hours, we're going to get new data being fit into this thing. So I don't know. I, I say I'm just going to listen to the National Weather Service. I don't know. It's, it's literally impossible to predict. You know, I'm really curious mm-hmm. to see what the, the TV guys are going to say now with this new data coming in. So we'll just have to see. I mean, I don't know. So I was looking for the weather school, and I played Blizzard. I played all this other stuff, but I haven't played Lake Effect Snow in a while. Uh, how Lake Effect Snow actually develops, uh, we can see it around here, and uh, how it can really play a devastating part of winter weather, especially in New York around the Great Lakes. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed our weather school. An interesting phenomenon in the weather is something we call lake effect snow. How does that happen? Lake effect snow is produced during cooler atmospheric conditions when a cold air mass moves across long expanses of warmer lake water, warming the lower layer of the air which picks up water vapor from the lake, rises up through the colder air above, freezes, and is deposited on the leeward or downwind shores. The same effect also occurs over bodies of salt water when it is termed ocean effect or bay effect snow. The effect is enhanced when the moving air mass is uplifted by the orographic influence of higher elevations on the downwind shores. This uplifting can produce narrow but very intense bands of precipitation, which deposit at a rate of many inches of snow per hour, often resulting in a large amount of total snowfall. The areas affected by lake effect snow are called snow belts. These include areas east of the Great Lakes, the west coasts of northern Japan, the Kamakacha Peninsula in Russia, and areas near the Great Salt Lake, Black Sea, Caspian Sea, Baltic Sea, Adriatic Sea, and parts of the northern Atlantic Ocean. Lake effect blizzards are the blizzard-like conditions resulting from lake effect snow. Under certain conditions, strong winds can accompany lake effect snows creating blizzard-like conditions. However, the duration of the event is often slightly less than is required for a blizzard warning. If the air temperature is low enough to keep the precipitation frozen, it's known as lake effect snow. If not, then it falls as lake effect rain. Lake effect snow watches, warnings, and advisories are products of the National Weather Service for this phenomenon when these snows are expected to be more intense, in turn causing travel difficulties and having economic impacts. There are several key elements that are required to form lake effect precipitation and which determine its characteristics. Instability, fetch, wind shear, upstream moisture, upwind lakes, synoptic large-scale forcing, orography, 
topography, and snow or ice cover. Cold winds in the winter typically prevail from the northwest in the Great Lakes region, producing the most dramatic lake effect snowfalls on the southern and eastern shores of the Great Lakes. This lake effect produces a significant difference between the snowfall on the southern and eastern shores and the northern and western shores of the Great Lakes. Similar snowfall can occur near large inland bays, where it's known as bay effect snow. Bay effect snow fall downwind of the Delaware Bay, Chesapeake Bay, and Massachusetts Bay when the basic criteria are met and on rarer occasions along Long Island. The southern and southeastern sides of the Great Salt Lake receive significant lake effect snow. Since the Great Salt Lake never freezes, the lake effect can influence the weather along the Wasatch Front year-round. The lake effect largely contributes to the 55 to 80 inches of annual snowfall amounts recorded south and east of the lake and an average snowfall reaching 500 inches in the Wasatch Range. The snow, which is often very light and dry because of the semi-arid climate, is referred to as, quote, the greatest snow on earth in the mountains. Lake effect snow contributes to approximately six to eight snowfalls per year in Salt Lake City, with approximately 10% of the city's precipitation being contributed by this phenomenon. The Finger Lakes of New York are long enough for lake effect precipitation. The Texas Twin Cities of Sherman and Denison are known, in rare instances, to have experienced lake effect snow from nearby Lake Texoma due to the lake's size. It is the third largest lake in Texas, or along its borders. One occasion in December 2016, lake effect snow fell in central Mississippi from a lake band off Ross Barnett Reservoir. Oklahoma City even saw a band of lake effect snow off of Lake Hefner in February 2018. We even had a very rare small lake effect snow event here in Missouri on January 13, 2019. Colder southbound air traveling over the warmer waters of Stockton Lake in Missouri created a band of light snow extending from just south of the lake all the way into southwest Missouri through Monette and even into northwest Arkansas. This goes to show that when conditions are just right, then various degrees of lake effect snow can occur whenever there are bodies of water. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you have it. A whole bunch of lake effect snow. Uh, snow is snow. It's going to be snowmageddon. It's going to be powder snow. Is it going to be... Skiing snow is going to be snowman snow. There's a bunch of snow. There was some lake effect snow over in northeast Oklahoma yesterday. Uh, oh, really? I looked for some around here, but I didn't see any. Yeah, over Tulsa, they had some from, from Lake Skyatook. Uh-huh. But, I, I, you know, every now and then you can see it on Stockton, and you can even see it on Table Rock, but didn't see anything. 
Although we had little tiny little flakes all day, you know. Oh, how about that? Well, it happens, especially with this Arctic air mass. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the water is not going to cool. And that, of course, it's all explained in the weather school. But, yeah, you get this warmer water and suddenly tons of, of, of uh, Arctic air coming in, which is our friend Mike. It's He loves predicting that snow or whatever. So, Okay, well, it's time for In Other News. I've got a couple of things. Um, one thing I thought was really interesting, this is from CNN. Did you hear about that glacier exploding? <laughs> I did. That was quite <laughs> devastating. It was like, whoa. I mean, uh, now this is an article from, uh, let me see, from the 8th. So just a few days ago, uh, it says at least 171 people are missing and 26 have died in northern India after part of the Himalayan glacier fell into a river, sending a devastating avalanche of water, dust and rocks down a mountain gorge and crashing through a dam. This was bad. Uh, Rescue teams were, you know, trapped under the debris. Uh, now, this is from this article is from the eight, like I said, four days ago, so it could have been uh, updated. But anyway, go to CNN.com and uh, uh, search for, I guess, glacier, Himalayan glacier. Uh, pretty, pretty intense. I'm not going to read the whole article, but you know, it stuff gets warmer. Those glaciers are going to start cracking and melting and all sorts of stuff. So, mm-hmm. what do you got? Uh, in the past 30 days, they have been testing uh, drones. You know, we fly our oh, drone. yeah. We take pictures with ours. But there have been, uh, NOAA's been testing drones. Uh, y- the use of drones from hurricane hunter planes, so the drones can fly into the hurricanes and, and gather more data than the, than the planes can. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They started yeah. testing it last month. They've only got one so far. They're... they're Testing what capability or the 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 to see what they can do with this drone, you know. Oh, okay. Right They're now they have a huge plane options. that flies. Drones are much smaller, so uh, it's pretty much uh, a guessing game as to whether or not that these things are going to work. But they are very promising, and and it's much safer to launch a drone, an unmanned drone. These are not, you know. They're all computer-operated, computer, everything's computer now. Yeah. Now, they will fly the drones to where they need to and launch them from the plane, but the plane won't fly into the storm. That's what they're, that's what they're wanting to do anyway. Oh, gotcha. Right. That's their main goal. Well, that'll give but, a you know, lot the, of data. These drones will be, you know, they'll have 8K cameras on them. They'll have all kinds of, of weather, who knows what's on them, the, you know... The capability of these things, these computerized drones nowadays can do anything. Well, and and especially the government uh, drones are probably going to be have a lot more. It wouldn't know, surprise me up. if they don't replace weather balloons with a drone of some sort someday. You know, that would be funny. I wonder how they could, how high can the drones fly though? That's a thing. Well, a drone can fly. You know. Depending on its license, it can fly pretty high. Okay, because I know I the know. air gets yeah. thin if you get up there. So this is like, true. This is true. I mean, I I don't know. You're the drone expert. Not me. Some drones are very very light. <clears throat> oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But these drones that they're flying out of these planes for the hurricane hunters, they can fly 
265 miles unmanned. Oh, so it's pretty cool. Wow. Now, see, I wonder what would happen. I mean, these unmanned. So the, the drones now, flying to right the now, it says as of right now, these test drones that they deploy in storms cannot be recovered. That's a bummer. Oh, oh I like so to go recover one. That's kind of like uh, let's kind of what what that uh, one. Oh, what was it that that probe that went to Jupiter that was going into Jupiter? It's like it's gone. Yeah, <clears throat> it it's totally you know once it goes in, it's not coming back out again. But it gave some great data, so that's that's good. And you know what? Funny you should mention higher than a weather balloon because my other uh, in other news uh, is about a weather balloon that I thought was really fascinating from the U.S. National Weather Service, Green Bay, Wisconsin. They, uh, I don't know if there's Twitter or whatever, but uh, they said, uh, our evening weather balloon traveled about 130 miles to the east, eventually popping at 105,994 feet (laughs) near Cadillac, Michigan. The temperature up there was negative... 63.8 63.8 degrees centigrade and a peak wind, west wind of 106. No, 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 no. Let me back up. Okay, I had to read it. Okay, it says minimum, minimum temperature of negative 63.8 degrees centigrade and a peak west wind of 168 mile per hour at 31,500 feet. So 31,500. Uh, and you can go there, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So yeah, that thing popped. It popped. At a, almost 106,000 feet up there. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really, really nuts. Okay, what you got? You got anything else over there? I, that's really all I had. Oh, really? I've been sick this week and haven't been diving yeah, for yeah, information had, like I normally you, do. Well, you've had the body rot, so you... you oh, I'm, <laughs> Yeah, so there, there comes the cough. Yeah, poor Shara. Shara's had a cold. Are she awake? She's had, she had it probably worse than I did. I don't know. Oh, wow, she had it before I did. Well, you all keep giving each other the body rod. I'm, I'm just gonna stay here. I've been lucky so far, <laughs> really lucky, yeah. not getting sick so far. But okay, well, Shara, are you, are you about ready for your segment? I'm ready. Okay, let's get to get ready to get. Educated, it's Shara's Fun Facts. It's Shara's Fun Facts, and I'm sure she has a bunch today that uh, you're going to dazzle us with. So, Shara, dazzle us with your knowledge. You'll never guess what topic I focused on today. My guess would be Valentine's. Do I win? I mean, it was a toss-up between that or President's Day. Yeah, I wasn't finding a whole lot of facts about President's Day. <laughs> well, we had some we had some President stuff last week with Punxsutawney and stuff. So, okay, yeah, Valentine's. We covered that. So, Valentine's Day is the most romantic day of the year. There is plenty more to the holiday than just that. I did not realize that the Roman Emperor Claudius II outlawed marriage. And St. Valentine continued to marry men and women in secret. That is why we celebrate. So they wow. they say that February 14th was supposedly the day that he was killed. He was put to death for marrying people. Oh, so that explains the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. No, that's there not There you right. go. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. 
So we exchanged flowers because the guy died. Because oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. I thought he probably got caught in a blizzard or something. But maybe not. No, that's here. It is that's estimated that so. the U.S. alone is going to spend $3.3 billion on flowers for loved ones this year. The only other day that beats Valentine's Day, of course, is Mother's Day. Oh. In the 1300s, it officially became a holiday associated with love. Um, yeah, that goes back to the same one where they declared it because they decided since he was secretly oh, okay. marrying people. Americans send 145 million Valentine's Day cards each year. Wow. According to Hallmark, a whopping 145 million Valentine's Day cards are exchanged every February 14th. And that does not include the little Valentines that your kids hand out at school. <laughs> so, can you even imagine adding that number onto it? Oh, I made a Valentine's gosh. box for my daughter last night and got all, and it took me two hours, and then got all her Valentines ready to go. And sure enough, they canceled school. So, oh, I knew they would. I knew there was no way they were going to. Eventually, they'll get to do it. Yeah, his, her teacher was talking about it on one of the Zooms today that, uh, if they go back next week, like they, she would prefer to do it on a Friday. So that's probably they when they're going to go they, back is on a Friday. They first won't. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to snow. <laughs> yeah. Right. The first heart shaped box of chocolates was introduced in 1861. <coughs> it was created by none other than Richard Cadbury, <laughs> son of the Cadbury founder, John Cadbury who started packaging chocolates in fancy boxes to increase sales. He introduced the first heart-shaped box of chocolates for V-Day in 1861, and today more than 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolates are sold each year. Huh. And we're How about all familiar that? with the little conversation hearts. Oh, yes. You either love them or you hate them. I hate them, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, they began as medical lozenges. Really? Boston pharmacist Oliver Chase invented a machine that simplified the procedure of making lozenges. And I don't know, for some reason they were heart-shaped. <laughs> wow. Americans decided to take this on and be like, hey, let's make them into candy. <laughs> so they made a little heart-shaped candy. There you but go. it was not until 1866... That they started putting printed messages on the conversation's heart. Uh, it was Oliver's brother, Daniel Chase, who started printing sentimental messages on the sweethearts. Though these candies were much bigger than our version we have today. And just a couple of examples of the messages that would have been on them was, Married in white, you have chosen right. Ah. Or... How long shall I have to wait? Please be considerate. <laughs> they That's the story of my life. They weren't very subtle back I'm then. I'm always waiting on her. Well, I guess you only have a certain amount of characters. You just have to put it right there. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't very subtle. They didn't beat around the bush back then. <laughs> yeah. Nearly six million couples get engaged on Valentine's Day. Every year. I mean, what a better day is there for married proposal than a day literally dedicated to love and romance. Wow. Six million. That's a it's lot. It's like getting a puppy for Christmas. You think it's all cute and cuddly and sweet and then decide... Well, you're nah, on a roll. The day you're after like super romantic. The day after Valentine's Day, that puppy doesn't look cute and sweet anymore. You know what I'm getting for Valentine's Day this year? <laughs> 
wearing red makes you more attractive. It is actual science. It has long been a Valentine's Day fact that red is the color of passion and sexuality, and science can now confirm that. A study by University of Rochester, psychologists found that men viewed women wearing red or standing in front of a red background as significantly more attractive and sexually desirable than women wearing or standing in front of a different color. Women also felt the same way about men. Red also symbolizes confidence. Interesting. This one I liked. So we've all seen the X's and O's, and we... X's and O's, kisses and hugs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, XOXO. Wonder where that came from. Yeah. Medieval people used X to mean kissing. X was a symbol kissing dates back to the Middle Ages. The most common theory states that the many medieval folks who couldn't read would sign documents with an X, a symbol representative of Christ because of its similarity to a cross. They would then reverently kiss the (laughs) X in a show of piety. It's not... Super clear where the O for the hugs come from, but, you know, they figured it was another easy thing to draw. But Yeah. It's totally opposite yeah. of the X, yeah. So they just sign their name with an X, and then they would kiss it. And wow. thus began the X's and O's. And people get upset with well, me because I actually of, lick like the envelope. I didn't think it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, lick, I lick the envelope. My mother said, did you lick that? And my, my friend Marilyn was like, why did you lick that? And it's like... I'm still alive. I've licked an envelope. I can, you know, to seal it. I'm okay. So I don't know. Yeah. So speaking of Cadbury, you know, the guy who did the heart, I saw a Cadbury, a, a, a display of Cadbury cream eggs already at Casey's sitting on the counter for me to buy for oh, Easter. Oh, I bet they're already getting their Easter stuff out at Walmart. Oh, they are. It's, I'm not sure when, when Easter is. And, you know, It'll be out by Monday. As soon as Valentine's is over, Easter will be out. Oh, it's already out. I, we, we, we were there just a couple nights ago, and they already have an aisle dedicated well, to Well, you know, and Christmas comes out in September. September it's all nice so. spring-like. Bought me an Easter bunny, chocolate bunny for Valentine's Day because you went too late to get a... Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, I, uh, I'll just make a chocolate cake, I think, for Easter. You I got more know. chocolate that way. <laughs> True. True. So is that, is that that's your all fun? I got. Oh, that's all you got? Well, I like I'm that. worried about heading to the store here pretty soon. I know that I'm seeing some pictures online of empty shelves. Yeah, someone shelves. just posted 30 minutes ago uh, from Walmart, Branson Hills, and the eggs were completely gone. There was no eggs. There was still plenty of milk. Bread was slim. Go to so, Price well, Chopper. Going to Walmart. Go to Price Chopper. They were totally stocked. Everything. Everything was stocked. And I was mm-hmm. only there like four hours ago, so. I mean, like we have a lot of food in the house, but I think we, we need to get. We have extra people. Yeah, we have yeah, extra people this need, weekend. Need, so well, yeah, we'll we'll throw Grayson in the car, and you guys guys do a road trip or whatever. So, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. In in lieu of of uh, getting you guys out of here, let's just go ahead and get to the last segment so you can get on the road. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week, and Shara is going to tell us that. So, Shara, what is this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Ice spike. I'm hoping that's right because my phone's a little bit blurry. Uh oh, can you see? <laughs> so, what is an ice spike? An ice spike 
is an ice formation often in the shape of an inverted icicle that projects upwards from the surface of a body of frozen water. And there you go. It's really interesting to see. Uh, uh, they have, like on Wikipedia, they have several graphics, uh, just Google or whatever. It, it's like you have this like bird bath, and it's got ice on it, and then all of a sudden here's this thing just sticking up. It's like a an ice spike. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen before. So dangerous. Yeah. Uh, well, it could be, but it might be a nice landing place for the birds if they want to go and kind of land on it. You can, you can perch That's on true. Them. They could fall off, though. So there, ice spike. So, yeah, I guess uh, we, we've kind of milked this podcast on the snow because it's going to snow and things will change. So if you're listening to this uh, either tonight or even on Saturday or even on Sunday, know that we're recording this Friday evening, so this is the data we have now. Let's see uh, if things get all, you know, if we have any changes or whatever. So, so you're going to go to the store too, Shara? Yes, the answer is I yes. I don't want to. You don't want. <laughs> That's why I say get Grayson. Sure, Grayson. Cold for the day. <laughs> and you don't have to go back to work until next week, right? No, I work tomorrow. Oh, you work tomorrow. Okay, yeah, well, you'll, but then you'll I'm be off fine. For a few days, so. I bet you, I bet, because you don't want to spend the night up there in Springfield. No, I don't want to have to sleep at the hospital. No. no. So, anyway, Corey, you got anything else? No, I'm ready to Fight spend the some, sorry, some hours at the grocery store and search for eggs, butter, milk. Hopefully, they have toilet paper. I think I have toilet we paper. We have toilet paper. Oh, we good. Have fun oh that. if you want butter. I mean, I know I, I can't tell the difference between really best choice in, in Highland butter. Um, if you have the card, Price Chopper has it for a dollar eighty-six a pound. Cool. So you can get it there. So anyway, little you know, they probably won't be there by the time people listen to this. It'll right. be all gone or whatever. Okay, you got anything else, Shara? I think I'm good. Okay, well let's wrap this thing up then. So. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have a show up in your newsfeed. Can't even say that. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.